friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and white man from town. <laughs> Just the greatest movie ever to start the year. Uh, that's it, guys. New year. New pod, uh, first pod of 2021, hopefully a big, awesome year of movies uh, and better stuff. Let's hope for that. Uh, but before we get to tonight's movie, a little business, if you could take a second wherever you're listening to the pod, leave us a quick five-star review and a couple sentences about why you like the show. It means the world to us, especially if that happens to be Apple Podcast app, guys. Helps us out, helps us find some new people for the show. We appreciate those of you that have already done that. It really does mean a lot to us when we get one. It, it makes us really happy, guys. Thank you. Uh, go over to our YouTube channel and subscribe, Film Alchemist. You can see video versions of these podcasts and some really fun stuff we're hoping to roll out uh, at the start of this year. Uh, new projects we'll be putting some energy in over there. Thank you ahead of time. Find us on all the social media you're on. We're there, too. We love to interact and talk with you guys. Also, you can email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. That's a great way to tell us movies you'd like to uh, hear covered, new, old, guest hosts you'd like us to try to reach out and get on the show, double features, entire months, whatever you want. Let us know, guys. We appreciate uh, anytime you guys reach out. We just stocked, stuffed all the stockings, and it was great. So, uh, yeah, we always appreciate that from you guys. All right. First movie of the year. I have a hard time imagining it'll get weirder than this one. Uh, thinner. Because <laughs> this year this year we decided we'd start our January off and we'd make some resolutions, yes. right? New Year's resolutions. In a classic New Year's resolution, I know we've all made it multiple times. Uh, you want to lose some weight? Drop a well, couple tonight of LBs. we're losing some weight with the movie Thinner. <laughs> um, this is the cinematic equivalent of a crash diet. Uh, those, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it, it is a spectacle. It's that's, something. that's probably the best word I could think. Alex, initial thoughts on Thinner. Oh man. Thinner is a movie I remember seeing the trailer for a lot and be like, Oh, that looks scary. And then I watched it as a young person. And I'm like, wow, that was not scary. That was actually pretty terrible <laughs> and weird. But like, as I got older, <laughs> I was like, wow, that's actually so much fun. And so like I had a I've had a great time <laughs> rewatching this movie so much yeah. that I'm so glad we're covering it because like it just has so many of these weird little twists and turns, not even for a Stephen King movie. I was actually reading about this. Also, this apparently was the novel that dimed him out with using his pseudonym. He um Stephen King uses a pseudonym called uh, Richard Bachman that he writes mm -hmm. other stories under. This was the book that fucking got him caught. And apparently the book was not selling well and everyone found out it was Stephen King and like increased tenfold, which is hilarious. Yeah. No sh I still have never understood why he's like I just want people to not read my yeah, shit what more. What the hell is that? <laughs> this is like when uh, Garth Brooks grew the little soul patch and became Chris Gaines. I mean, it's definitely like, oh, Chris Gaines material. Yes. Yeah. All that wild success just said. <laughs> well, very much like Chris Gaines, I thought this uh movie was everyone picking on the poor white man from town. <laughs> when I was younger and watched it with my uncle who didn't really like anything in life, right? was a fairly joyless man unless he was telling other men how they could do better in life. Right. 
Uh, but I remember one night it was late and he had, you know, just like a drink. We were out on his like little closed in Florida porch watching movies and thinner came on and watching him become so animated at this movie. I remembered it as somewhat of like a heroic quest for a man standing up for himself against <laughs> the forces of evil. Cause I was, you know, eight. That is not at all what this movie. No. Is. In fact, a lot uh, of it's about the servitude of the Italians. <laughs> To the white man. Yeah, no, the Italians get dragged in and <laughs> run through the mud, as it were, too. They get run through the uh, the gravy. The gravy. Oh, the gravy. No, um, <laughs> poor, poor Alex, your people can never catch a break. <laughs> yeah, it's, but, uh, it's, real, it's, real, it's real It's real. tough. It's, it is one of those movies, too, you're just like, God. Like, I just wrote so many things in my notes, like, make sure to mention this and this. Uh, I don't know exactly where to start. So let's just start with um, the horrifying makeup job in this movie. <laughs> and it actually, it's, to say it's bad would be an understatement. I understand this. Right. And everyone needs to know up front, Thinner has such a place in my fucking clogged arteries. I love this movie. Yes. I'll never give up on this movie. So I'm going to be defending it. Even if it sounds like I'm being mean. Uh, the makeup in this movie is so bad. It's, it's so bad most of the time. But in a weird impressive. way, it works. It right? Because a lot of this movie is how people view other human beings. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of this movie that just is bad in a lot of, like, objective terms. But it is so much fun that the, like... Yes, the kind of really bad fat suit actually works really well. Like, yeah, it's it's it all fits, <laughs> so to well, speak. I mean, <laughs> I see what you did there. Just across the board, though, right? Like one of the strangest things, because we talked about this, too. This feels like a super high budget made for TV movie. Yeah, it's like a Sunday afternoon movie. Yeah, and back then there were a lot of movies in this ilk, right? Like a thriller or some kind of horror that your parents could be like, that's awful. Yeah. I hope that never happens to me movie. Right. Right? But they had these big fucking budgets, and they look like polished Hollywood pieces, right? Nowadays, this would be shot on someone's, like, iPhone for seven <laughs> grand, and, you know, we'd see it that way, maybe at a festival or whatever. And I kind of miss this this pocket of big weird kind of bad but so fucking fun you can't turn away thrillers and what i like again getting back to this makeup right because i was like so you have the old guy who has the the black hole in the middle of his face right yeah. the cloudy eye mm -hmm. you've got the the, the f ever constantly inflating deflating fat suit <laughs> you've got the lizard man who looks nothing like a lizard no not at all then you have the overly sexualized gypsy daughter, yep. uh, slingshot master, right? Uh huh. She's pulling like a Rufio, Rufio gang yeah, on him. A lot of Rufio going on there. And then whatever happened to the cop? I don't know if we ever got his word, his kill word. Oh, I don't think we did either. Like, I I had to read what it was because like I've I was never like, did known. she say tumor? Well, and then like, he had like a a hoof. I was like, did she call him a pig? Is he animal farming? Yeah, stuff? I didn't understand what was happening. Like, I had to look it up on like Wikipedia and a couple other places, and apparently he has like horrible acne. But I was like, what about that hoof hand he had? What is yeah. that? Is his whole entire hand like a fucking zit? Is he a garbage pail yeah, kid? What's happening? <laughs> I, I didn't understand. Right, but I think if you look at it from the perspective of right, so the movie starts with this just comically out of place big fat guy right yes 
And it just, it does not look like he's a true human being for even one second of the film. <laughs> right? Like, you just watch him walk around, and you're like, he doesn't have the gait of a fat person. He clearly is, like, wearing a fat suit. Like, that's like, the... Like, absolutely. Yes. But then, imagine the movie where this is how he imagines other people see him. Is this cartoonish comic book big fat right you know who can't walk past a dorito and be like oops i slipped and it don't <laughs> fell in my mouth Ooh, it's like the scene when he tries to walk up the stairs and it's just <laughs> and like trying to watch the gypsy lady just so he can say i'm taking the afternoon off i was like trust me as an overweight guy you just don't walk up the stairs yeah, you just, you don't just go, go home stairs. and say hey i just won the case i'm not walking upstairs i'm done for yeah the day. that's it so this movie is fascinating in that I like to – this is – you remember that classic comic book, right, with Doctor Doom where he ha, he wears the mask to hide his hideous visage, right? Right. He pulls the mask off, and he's just, like, perfectly beautiful. It's like a Twilight Zone moment, right? And I was like, what if in this movie he's, like, 215? He's just, like, a chubby but, like, still kind of buff dad bod, but because his wife has a shitty 90s computer – and the only program on it is the fat is graph. Weight tracker. <laughs> yeah, that this is how he imagines himself as just like the saddest fucking porky pig of all time. <laughs> but even, 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 damn it. Yeah. And then maybe the gypsy guy isn't really 109 years old and isn't so rotten that every white person just thinks that's what he is. Because he's bringing, I don't know, fun loving people into town. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, if you look at all the bad prosthetics from that lens. I think it adds a really fun layer to this film. Yes. I think that works much better than <laughs> this is real life because clearly it's not. That man is clearly wearing a fat suit for absolutely no reason other than he just wanted to, I guess. But, like, they didn't even – it is the thing. I don't know that I want to see a thinner where it's, like, super realistic. I don't think I right? – well, like, I was I was reading apparently the um, the makeup effects were much more horrific. And, like, halfway through they had a – there was actually like makeup effect where his like flesh was dangling from his like jaw and cheekbones. Oh yeah. And they were like, Oh yeah, we can't do that. Well, I thought about that too. There's the scene when he lifts his shirt up and he's like super skinny. I was like, where's all that excess skin? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I uh, wanted to see is like, Oh, he should look like a deflated balloon, you know? Yeah. And I mean, to me, that's where all the best stuff and thinner. It, I, if Thinner has a thing that I, I regret a little bit that they didn't get to is they don't really spend enough time just focusing on the absolute whore that this would be, right? Oh, yeah. Because the, there's a great scene, right? There's an amazing fucking scene in this movie. And I was like, this is the lever scene. This is what makes this a fucking horrifying idea, right? Is there's the scene when he's he's losing weight. Uh-huh. And he's sitting at the table just fucking mowing just chicken, right? Pounding a whole carcass. Yeah. And him, like, eating throughout this movie is absolutely fucking vile, period. But it's really gross in this scene. And you see his daughter watching, and she's just fucking like, hoo, hoo, hoo. Yeah. she can't take it. She's like, Dad, um, in so many words, your fat fucking lifestyle disgusts me. <laughs> and she has to run out of the room crying because he just will not stop mowing down. And if you think about that scene, it's really funny because he's probably always eaten that much food, right? To be who he was. Right. The difference is, is that now he's not being punished for it, right? So there's a world where the daughter's like, when you ate that entire bucket of KFC, but you became this fucking cartoonish blob man that, you know, strutted about our house, 
I felt like you got what was coming to you. Right. In this scene, he's eating voraciously and still losing weight. The daughter knows the natural order is wrong. And it makes her so afraid. She w- Instead of being like, good for you, Dad, you're skinnier and you still get to eat. You know, classic, you get something for nothing. She's right. actually scared because she knows this is not natural. Yes. And I was like, that's the fucking movie. And I think this movie spends a shockingly small amount of time in the body horror zone, which seems insane. Yeah, it's kind of the movie crazy, where the right? guy melts on himself. Like, I think that's the interesting thing about this movie is this is... I mean, this should be, like, body horror, the number one body horror movie ever. Like, this is truly everyone's greatest fear. Not necessarily, like, fear, I guess. But, like, your body, the control you have over your body, to be fat, to be thin, anything, being taken away from you, Mm -hmm. I mean, that in and of itself is utter terror. So Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I had that. I don't know if you remember. When I got sick, they found out I had a, a disease. I lost like 70 pounds in two months. Yeah, it was terrifying. I was blacking out. My hands were shaking. I was like, I can't drive the car with the kids in it. It was horrifying. Yes. Right? He even has that great line where he's like, I'd be the best. It's like he's spewing Oh, that's the best. That, see, that's my favorite oh. scene in the whole fucking movie. Like, short of like the bubble, the bubbling pie, which we'll get to, that scene <laughs> where he's literally like eating a what appears to be at this point a rotting carcass of meat. He's just like, I being erased. And the chicken bits are just spewing yeah. out of his mouth. And you're like, this is Robert John Burke's finest performance. This is his hour. And he knew it. And he's like taking this out for a ride. <laughs> well, he, uh, his performance in this movie is essentially the Elizabeth Berkeley pantheon. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my God. This, this is my moment. And I'm going to show girls knew me this up. This is the he perfect is double a feature. one fucking insane person from the jump and again because he's a cartoon character that doesn't live in this world his wild emotional swings right this is as if it's taking place in the mind of a fucking invalid in like wally where it's just like he's lashing out in the weirdest fucking ways yeah his insane hideous underlying rage at his wife Mm. right like there are scenes when he just turns and whips on you like god Damn, yeah, like he's playing got, the the affable. What's interesting is like because he becomes a. Well, I thought about that too. Like it's interesting because as he gets thinner, he gets obviously he's getting more desperate and that kind of thing. But it's interesting because there's this um, there's this sense of like the layers beside the layers are being stripped away and like Billy Halleck is literally being stripped of himself, like the fat was literally this layer of like affableness that people were like, that he that allowed him to deal with the real world and as he's shrinking away like his mood swings are more wild and like this like incessant anger he has yeah. is almost is becoming completely on display so like thinner almost becomes this movie about like someone with like a serious rage problem and the reason yeah. that they're fat is because otherwise, like, it's like the Hulk, like, containing this, like, man within. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, this movie plays as the nutty professor, but, like, with hate crimes. You know what I mean? Like, it's the exact same premise. It's like, he just wants to be thinner, but not change. Like, the scene that I think about that shows you a lot of this is, so he's playing golf, and he's lost, like, I don't know, six pounds, maybe? Yeah. Like, not a lot. But he already has, like, that weird, like, parts of his 
fat suit are just like chopped off really yeah. nilly. They're like, get some foam out of there. Let's go. And so he's in his weird suit and they're like, oh, you got to run us over. <laughs> All the whites are laughing now that like he got away with manslaughter like they wouldn't have. And he just he grabs his ass in this like hideous fucking Hollywood executive manner. Right. He's like. Kiss me right here. Right here. They're all like, and I love that all the other people just are like, Jesus Christ, man, a little decorum on the tea box. And his friend in his cart, I think the exact line is he's like, Have you lost your mind telling that man to kiss your buttocks? And he just goes, It's easy to do once you've lost a couple pounds. Yeah. See, like, that's what I'm saying. Wait, wait, man. wait. So you're saying losing six pounds like, makes it okay for him to go full? Six pounds got him to do shit. that. Like, he got down to his, like, <laughs> the idea is that Billy gets down to 120 in this movie. Like, by the time yeah. he's 120 pounds, he's basically like a feral animal. Like, that's like. Yeah, except for that he can't carry the weight of his fucking denim jacket. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, the bite. Oh, uh, the denim's like, so heavy. I at one point weighed 120. It was a long fucking time ago. You can still walk around and do stuff. Yeah, it's fine. not that bad. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> yeah. by the way, we are skipping over the impetus for this entire movie, which might be one of the most grotesque moments in a movie like this, which is getting a car blowy and running over a gypsy lady. Like, I think I think every couple has done the the roadhead. Yeah, it's fine. Not for me. No. I was like, I'd rather just like pull over, get it done, and move yeah, on. Yeah, that seems it's you know very I mean? dangerous. Yeah, I'm a safety first kind yeah, of guy, absolutely. right? I don't want her to get like gagged by the belt. Ah, ah! You know, then it's like, well, great. Now we're adding pain into this. Oh wait, I'm harder. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> but the thing about this movie that's so gross is, so we cut from the scene where he is just He's crushing just food, shoveling food in his face. In one of the jokes, he literally does the Tommy Boy. Because they roll a dessert cart, and he goes, and he started, Tommy like Wiggy, right? Yes. And they're just like, down, boy, down. And she's like, we got to get you out of here before you fucking explode. Easy, fan. An adult man that's going to, it's only a waffer thin meant, like the meaning of life, explode yeah. on everyone. She gets him in the car and is like, you know what I want to do? Suck that tiny, greasy hog <laughs> with just that fat, sweaty stomach resting on the side of my face. And so when she went for the hand job, I'm like, that's reasonable. Yeah. He probably has a good living. She's like, I want you to survive. All right. When she went down, I was just like the the sweat and like physics of what's down yeah. there. I think horrifying. The whole time, anytime you watch a movie like this, like on a normal movie where they do stuff like that, I'm like, what are the mechanics of this? Like, you're driving in a car. Like, I know what I look yeah. like when I'm driving a car. It's not comfortable, and it's not the place you should be doing that. This right. guy. Well, everyone who's a little overweight knows that you slide the belt under your fucking fat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this... So replace that belt with her face. Yeah, and, and this guy literally has the gut it. that is sticking to the steering wheel, basically. Oh, and... yeah. Ugh. How? Gross. Yeah. Well, no, it was the weird part of the movie you're watching, and you're like, I was almost jealous of the old lady that got ran over, because I was like, if only, if I saw that in real life, I would jump in front of that wheel myself. Be like, oh, lady, have some respect. And it's like, I erased yeah. that from my She was brain. distracted by the Stephen King cameo. Also, I got to point out, though, I love this because it is somewhat of a... So this lady does just fucking barrel out. She's an old lady who doesn't know to check both ways before she walks out. Right, right. So let's not play coy that she is at least a touch responsible for what happened here. Ooh, um, careful. 
Oh yeah, no, I don't. Honestly, I could I could lose sixty, so that's fine. But <laughs> but I'm just saying, like you gotta know to check both ways. Yeah. And all she was doing was going to get a jacket. Just wait three minutes in the pharmacy. Like you're okay. How cold is it indoors? Yeah, <laughs> Stephen King keeps that bitch frosty. <laughs> keeps away the gypsies. But no, so she gets run over, and this is the moment I love is because he goes on a sham trial, right? All the whites show up with no defendants or no, you know, victims there. Right. They brush this under the rug, right? Somehow in this moment, this is when our our, our main protagonist decides, God damn it, my wife has gotten off too easy. <laughs> the man who got off easy but then got the curse word. Right. And is shrinking and is being eaten. And a judge friend is becoming a lizard, an ash, like a lava lizard, whatever the fuck he is. Yeah. And the other guy is turning into, I don't know, the kid who runs the village in Midsomar. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, I mean, that's what he looked I don't know. He looked like he had a bee sting. Like he was the grown up version of Macaulay Culkin from My Girl. All right. That's fair. And so, yeah. So he's like, oh, man, things aren't great for me. And he's like, in all of this time, instead of being like, man, I wish I would have made better life choices. I, you know, whatever. He just, there's this hard turn in the movie where he's just like, that bitch. <laughs> like, how dare she try to blow me and make me run over that? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, because this is, this is the thing the movie does is instead of being truly a body whore film, they decide, let's focus on the real whore, wives and fucking gypsies. <laughs> No, no. The focus on the real horrors. Let's focus on the real problem. Whites who will not take responsibility for literally anything they have done in their community. That's honestly what the movie ends up being about. No, the movie tries to tell us that they're okay. Yeah. We hear Richard, the lawyer, constantly being like, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a criminal. I'm not a murderer. I'm like, you're all three of those. We've just yes. seen. Literally, you did the whole thing. Like, they, there's just at no point is he sympathetic. Like, the whole time... He's constantly causing problems and constantly being an asshole. And finally, like, he's suspicious his wife is cheating on him, which she totally is, of course, because. Absolutely, yeah. And again, like, that scene where he <laughs> says he's being erased and he looks like the palm bottles where they have, like, the little oblong <laughs> thing. Like, palm super drink! Which, again, it goes back to this, like, God, please, like, the makeup and, the, like, the whole thing is just so awkward in this movie. And that's where I thought, because it's, like, so poofy, I'm like, oh, cool. He's going to, like, rip up his shirt and, like, he's going to be, like, deflating, which is which would be gross yeah. and weird and crazy. No, yeah. didn't get that. You like, could watch him shrink like an anti-werewolf, right? Like yeah. the pie. Would have been Something awesome. like the pie, but under the shirt. But then they're like, let's do an Italian Rambo sequence. And you're like, actually, I'm kind of here for that, too. Like that's After the one of the greatest, <laughs> greatest... <laughs> greatest moments in a movie which is non-stop nonsense when he chases down uh he chases down the gypsies to their camp and he like begs the guy to take the curse like, i never take the curse off and then finally <laughs> he turns around and he's like i curse you a curse of the white man from town and they all just laugh their asses off at this guy who's clearly off his rocker like there's no curse of white he's like we'll never let you set up your circus again like he has absolutely nothing to like lean on say it with me he touches the old man's face and his word is permit permit <laughs> he'll be haunted forever 
zoning violation. Zoning violation. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, because that's that's what made. I was like, I would laugh too, because I was like, hey man, we're living here amongst trash. We already suffer the curse of the whites from town. <laughs> yeah. The curse of the Fuck white man from town is our lives. Relax. Yeah, there's a weird part of this movie where I was like, I don't know a lot about gypsy culture. Like, nothing. Right? Only what I've seen in movies, which is from Russia with Love, uh, where they apparently fight for James Bond. Uh, Tyson Fury, the boxer, is a gypsy, I guess. Okay. And then this movie. But I was like, they are playing so hard on what seems like Native American tropes. <laughs> but it's just I guess. the whole thought I love that scene because that scene is so fucking insane for many reasons right one he shows up with no apology no plan no nothing right and I love the fact that it because it kind of is the whole movie right is this movie is a lot of rich white people just cannot believe that they have to deal with the nonsense of non-whites yes. right this movie is him just like, God, this is inconvenient. <laughs> like, good Lord, the elevator's out. Now I got to go talk to these less than. It's like, that's what's going on in this guy's head is he's he's not thinking about, wow, I, you know, this guy, I murdered his daughter. Like, that, yeah. I took a, like, what if someone took my daughter away? There's no moment of introspection nothing. like that in the Absolutely whole Absolutely nothing. He just shows up and he's like, hey, fucker. I did nothing wrong when I murdered your daughter while getting the world's greasiest blowjob. <laughs> Remove the curse. And he literally looks shocked. Yeah. He looks fucking shocked when they won't do it. And I was like, that's the it's whole movie. Right there. That is a brilliant. Because he's just like, wait, what? And then he goes full white appropriation, which is like, I curse thee. <laughs> and it was it's Chef's I mean, case. it's oh, one it's of like those great movies. And again, this is like this is. <laughs> I mean, this is Robert John Burke doing his thing, man. It's like, oh, it's the perfect. <laughs> it's the most insane utterances in the movie. Like, and this is a movie filled with insane things. But a white guy shouting at a gypsy encampment that's plagued by trash that he's cursing them with the curse of not, you know, pushing their permits through on a timely basis, like. Say it with me. I-R-S. <laughs> it's, so, it's insane. But this guy who has X amount of spells at his wish, who's lived over 100 yeah. years, he actually is shown cowering in the arms of his daughter when when the white man starts bleeding his fucking, you know, fucking slingshot ball yeah. hand. And he's like, oh, man, maybe this is something. I was like, this is insane. This whole fucking... I mean, that's what you constantly come back to is you're watching it. You're just like, this is yeah. fucking pure madness. Because right before that, I believe, is when we do the the nightmare scene. Oh, where he's driving and he's with the, the, the lizard guy? Yeah. Yeah, which, by the way, I was like, that should have just been a real sequence. Yeah. Like, take the crash out. It's a real sequence because I love the idea that – so they're out doing carnival folk shit, and he shows up. They already have little marionettes. <laughs> Of all three of the whites that have been yeah. cursed. And she, but I love the way that scene opens is because she's like, step on up. Come on. Don't be afraid. And all the kids are like, um, um what, what are these, are these horrible toys? I don't Pinoc want any of those. Yeah. yeah. It was that Pinocchio <laughs> with fucking skin cancer. Like, not do, do you guys have a, a Sonic the Hedgehog, perhaps? Like, nothing. <laughs> and they, they yell at him and berate him, and she just chases him with the slingshot. Ah! And fucking uh, fucking get in, and it's you know fucking volcano. Man. Fucking it's so Dennis brilliant. the Menace Gypsy is just like constantly threatening with this throughout. And then yeah, 
So then he gets in the car with. <laughs> with but yeah, so let's take the dream yeah. out, right? He gets murdered. But this, there is an implication of this, though, right? Because he hits a an explosive fuel truck, right? The the judge, you know, uh, the volcano yeah. judge, hits that driven by the gypsy. And then they're hit by a school bus, which I don't think matters at all. He finds out the next day the judge did kill himself mm-hmm. by driving into a gas truck. You're like, is there some kind of shared psychic bond to the curse you have to suffer i think, what you, the I think that the su- everyone is suffering in their own way but there definitely seems to be some sort of like we're all suffering from the same thing so we all have the same we have a psychic link in the suffering itself <laughs> yeah that, i was like i thought that was gonna play into the ending and then again they just were like we should do like this we should pay off this marlon brando impression bit we set up at the start yeah. of the movie and they go that way which again that's why I like this genre of movie, right? And there were these movies in the 90s where it wasn't saves the cat into death, where you're like, I know where this is yeah. going. You know, oh, like, he fought a bag of nachos, so, like, his mass battle must be the bag of nachos. Whatever the fuck, right? You're like, these movies would just be like, ah, fuck it, Italian Rambo. Yeah. Just orders machine guns through FedEx or, like, whatever the fuck is happening in this sequence. I literally just kept writing, what the fuck? For like 15 minutes of the movie, it's pure insane. And we all of a sudden send our fucking leafy, wafy, thin lawyer to bed and let the Italian uh, hammer take over. Oh, yes. I forgot his nickname was the hammer. Well, because he says he's like, my name's the hammer and I hammer things. And I carry my mugshot around. Joe, like, Joe okay. Mitania, who, look, I think Joe Mitania is a great actor, but he definitely is the Italian actor you get when you cannot get any other Italian actor. Of, like, <laughs> the ilk of Italian actors that were in famous Italian-American <laughs> movies throughout the 80s and 90s, yeah. he's the guy you get. But, like, yeah, I also wrote, I think, five <laughs> times in my, yeah, I wrote five times in my notebook. Why? Just, like, repeatedly. And I know it happened right around the time that Italian Rambo happened. Because I'm just like, what's, what is going on? And also, I also wrote down, wow, all right. So uh, us Italians are definitely subjugated to the whites. Get out there and take care of my problems, please. <laughs> it is what the whites from town do best <laughs> is turning minorities against each other and then coming out on top and clean a fucking Not to problem. say Italians are minorities, but, they- but my God. I'm... Yeah, I guess I don't, I, I don't know what the ranking is on on that. Who I don't knows? know. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say, say this: Stephen Kingland, yes. Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. So he's uh, <laughs> but his plan is brilliant, right? Where he's like, "I'll handle this. I'll handle this." So first, it's I'll poison the dogs with a note seemingly written in blood, right? I don't know whose blood. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> lift the curse of the white man on town. I point. Hey, doggies, who wants some strychnine? Right? Then he goes to his lookout. Who 100% they just on the sly let us know that he is emotionally entangled right. with. Right? Because the guy even says, like, I don't do anything uh, with pictures or whatever. And he's like, that's good. That's very good. And you're like, wow, there is so much S-tension in this parking lot. <laughs> Next thing you know, that guy shows up dead as his fucking gun delivery shows up. And they write their message and whipped cream on a car, right? As there's a dead body out there. And he's like, let me FedEx together this He's like, I'm going to fucking blow this town up, this gypsy village. This is the part that absolutely fucking blew my mind, though. 
Not only does he seven it, right, and trick them into shooting her husband. Classic maneuver. That's a Rambo maneuver. But the next day, there's an actual crime scene of the flaming wreckage of the gypsy village and dead bodies everywhere. And the hammer, who just got off trial for a uh, pay-to-murder assassination plot, right, walks in with just a coat, a fake FBI badge, and it's like, hey, you want to get in my car and go identify a guy? Hey, hey, hey. And that is just a thing that happens. He walks in the middle of all these cops and steals an integral witness to all the events of the last night and brings her back to his hotel. I mean, I think that's... And someone wrote that, and then some executives were like, yes, logical step. I mean... This is the wonderful gold. thing about the 90s, gold. especially movies like this, is they literally are just like, like, I feel like in a room where they were sitting there, like, green lighting scripts and stuff, someone read through this and they're like, hmm, I don't know. If, oh, based on the novel by Steve. Yeah, that's fine. Stephen King. We're good. It's all. It's Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Have at it. Someone, someone was writing their, uh, their portfolio. They're like, ah, this seven pages will look real good in my dossier. <laughs> This, imagine this, though. So he brings her back. This is baffling, right? So he throws fake acid in her face to then put real acid on her face so they can hightail it to a car and drive away. And this is what blows my mind. So they set up Italian Rambo, who's just lost his lover. He's like, this is what I do. I set things right in the world. You know, it's fine. We got a meeting in two hours. I just put acid on a lady's face and drove away because he's scared. <laughs> And then she comes out and screams to the, the gypsy gods, right? The heavens above. You know, you'll die. Your friend was fat, but he'll, your friend is thin, but he'll die a pig. And she's like, but you'll die first. And then we we'll never see never them see, again yeah, for the rest of the movie. This is a crazy thing. Like, he literally just disappears from the movie. <laughs> he blows gone. up the entire so fucking she. encampment. And he's just, well, I guess that, that, that storyline's over. Got to get to the end here. Like, it's. Yeah, so, so she weird. made it back to the village, and essentially the gypsy who's been around for 106 years and has cursed God knows how many white men from town just goes, this guy's a fucking maniac. I got a deal. And I was like, what? <laughs> he fucking deals. And I don't know. that The Italian Rambo sequence, I guess Rambo's Italian. If you think yes. about it. But I was like, that sequence is so fucking good and so fucking derails the narrative of this film. In a way, because there should have been like an altered states like he goes and is like the gypsy's prisoner and has to search inside of his own fucking rotting oh, yeah. body. That's how you would make that movie. Now, throw all that shit out. It's just fucking strict nine dogs. You're like, what? It's like they stopped realizing like <laughs> right around that time when they bring uh, Joe Matania into the movie. It's like they stopped making a movie about a guy who's been cursed. And they're like, all right, now we got to make about 20 minutes of like. I don't know, some weird mob movie where you just harass gypsies for 20 minutes. Are you cool with that? Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Well, I think every screenwriter's had that moment where you're like, I've got an idea. I think it'll work. You start writing it out. You're like, all right, all right. And you're like, fuck, I'm like, I got like 50 pages I like. That's it. <laughs> like, the road is run. It's too long to be a short, but like, this isn't a feature. Wait a second. Mafia shit. <laughs> and then they just add in like all the mafia stuff. <laughs> After the fact, the movie, the start of the movie leads you to believe he only tries to get that case so that he can eat pasta pasta on a boat. boat. Yeah, that's it. That was the true (laughs) reward. You got, 
<laughs> We've got an Italian defendant. Does he have a mama? Um, oh, but I can't wait. He passed on his butt. Jesus Christ, I hope they have Texas toast. <laughs> like, that's that's his, like, that's why the Italians are in this movie to start. And then they get this awesome fucking run. Oh, yeah, I love I that part. I like um, the, the mafia is basically just, like, the deus ex machina of this movie. It's like, well, that'll solve it. And then that's it. Yeah. Like, well, the movie is specifically telling us that just being a criminal yeah. pays. Like, just be a white-collar criminal, and it's all good. Like, he actually just, like, oh, he got a guilty guy off uh, who's definitely committed murders and is running a criminal enterprise. Sweet. And because of that, his ill-gotten favor, he gets to go back to his life and get his family fucking murdered. This is, so this is, like, the thing. So <laughs> It's so all awesome. All leading up to what is, again, I don't understand. Like, all you have to do is wait the guy out. Like, this is the thing I'll never understand about how this movie goes or how the story goes is all that um what's the lemke is that the character's name the the old man the 109 year old man either way all the gypsy yeah. king has to do is wait wait the guy out for him to literally just expire uh, but see i think i think you could make a case that he's getting exactly what he wants right Interesting. that he knows by handing this power to the white man from town, he knows he'll wield it irresponsibly, right? And it's like, who else is he gonna do? Who else? Oh, is he gonna you're give saying that pie he's to? gonna? It's a fate, anyways. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think there is a bit of that magic, right? right that he knows, because I mean, it, it is. It's it's poetic in a way that it ends up taking his yeah. daughter. So, but they have this know? like great scene where again, like God, dude. That the last day of his life scene is probably some of the best shit in the movie. Him waking up in bed uh -huh. with his fucking melted wife. Wait, no, you skipped, man. You skipped the conversation where he has the dude. Lemke is the best line in the whole movie where he like makes the pie. Oh yeah, you're right. He, so he stabs. I also, I God, why didn't they show us his pie making? I needed to see. I wanted a Great British Bake Off like segment. Like he a just literally challenge. like stole it off the counter at a drugstore or something like that. Because we're in we're in Maine, so. But see, that makes me think there's a fate involved, too, because I was like, that is some fucking white people yeah, for food. Sure. That's the I mean, if it was like a Cracker Barrel leftovers box, that's the only way it could have been more so, white. He takes the, <laughs> he takes this pie, which, again, it's my favorite one of my all time favorite props in a movie. He takes the pie, stabs the dude yeah. through his ball bearing hand and like makes him squeeze the blood into the pie. And yeah. the pie just starts like bubbling and like writhing. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. Could this be more but on the nose? First, yeah. First, you must give the pie the curse you, and then get the pie. So eat the pie. And then he delivers the line, which it's I believe you say will be on your tombstone. Yeah, no, this is, I told my wife today, I was like, my tombstone is set in stone now, literally. This line is going to so be he, on my tombstone. So for, he, like, begs <laughs> Billy Halleck to eat the pie himself, because that way he will, just die. as he puts it, die clean. And he walks in, die clean, white man, die clean. And it's a very Mario Van Peebles <laughs> in Jaws 3, or Jaws 4 delivery. It's die clean, clean, white man. Die clean. It's amazing but yeah now it's actually going to be added into my will that i want my tombstone to say white man died clean right that is what i want with maybe like a little pie with like some heat on it so that he, so that he takes the pie home 
takes the pie home to his what he like has psychotically assigned. oh and the pie is the exact flavor that oh is yes her of course it's flavor. her favorite flavored pie a strawberry pie takes the pie home and he like oh god like the look on his face as he goes upstairs like i got a surprise for you and he's like walking jesus like but i was telling you this is why this has to be magical right <laughs> i mean this pie is a white seeking missile because there is no fucking way that a human being who's just been running around like a fucking looney tune right like a skin suited porky pig running around just causing mischief and ruckus right disappears off the face of the yeah. map and then comes back to my house and says here's food not in a package <laughs> not no plastic food. over it not even in a pie pop pie box it's just open yeah and not only that the fact that this most well-known glutton isn't about to go ham on this pie Shouldn't with that you because if if yeah, if my husband brought back a pie and he's like, this is a fucking pie. I've got it from a mystic, right? We eat this and rub it on each other's bodies and we'll recreate that <laughs> disgusting road blowing <laughs> as we're covered in morsels and crumbs and butter sticks, right? This is how we reignite the fires of our love, the furnace of our wow. love making. If that's what he said, you're like, all right, maybe that. I would never in a million years eat food from a crazy person like that. And then she's not the only one. The fucking oh, doctor, yeah, the in-shape doctor, also is like, "Yo, oh, it's a fucking pie oh, yeah, with so, you." That makes sense after you literally just found out I was fucking. So it all wife. like, so it all, <laughs> so this is, so this is crazy. So the original ending for the novel is, I guess it's not crazy, but this is the original. The original ending for the novel is, so he wakes up, he gives his wife the pie because she's yeah. cheating on him. So in the movie, like she eats it, and yeah, yeah, she has like this awesome melted face. And by the way, Robert John Burke's decision to kiss the melted face was like. Oh, this is perfect Sunday afternoon movie fodder. Like, yeah. well, it's the scene where his his Elizabeth Berkeley performance works. Yes, perfectly. it's so good. So it's the one moment in the movie where you're like, this is so fucking perfect right, right so now. Then, so he comes downstairs <laughs> to reveal that he his daughter has also eaten a piece of the the cursed pie, and in the book, Billy decides to cut himself a slice and eat some too, so he can join them in death. In the movie. He's like, oh, my God, what have I done? And takes like a fucking uh, forkful. And then the doorbell rings. He's like, well, I'm going to put this down and see who it is. Might be important. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not about to die a cuck. I'm going to get this. Doctor. So the doctor's at the door and he invites him in for, quote, unquote, breakfast pie, which, again, I'm like, God damn, people are gullible and stupid as hell. Who walks in and says, like, oh, well, yes, of course, a delicious strawberry uh, breakfast pie. That part kills me because I was like, this movie was written, one, by a white guy and one a not a skinny very... guy. I would bet my life on it because, one, the guy when he's like, I'm 220 pounds now. You're down to, like, a waist size 40. I was like, wow. I was like, oh, man, you guys don't know yeah, fat wow. people sizes at all. And secondly, again, this doctor is just like, yeah, I was here to fuck your wife, but. We better eat breakfast by a guy who looks absolutely fucking insane. Like a B-movie Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I'll eat breakfast pie with you, you fucking chud. Because that doctor cannot fathom for one second that his rich white life could be in danger. He, he just comes into the kitchen and he sees the guy like, hand him the fucking bubbling murder pie. Like, I do declare. Do you mean me ill trespasser? And the guy's like, no, no. And he's like, oh, good. I thought not. 
then he fucking melts. Like, that's how that guy's life ends, because he's a fucking idiot. Oh, my God. So. But this is the thing, too. The movie, unlike the book, does zero amount of effort to make it seem like uh, fucking Billy? fat yeah, guy no. actually likes his wife or daughter no, he at his, all. He hates the, everyone in his family. It's. There's essentially not a moment of kindness between them. Not at all. <laughs> like, everyone, like, even in the beginning of the movie, his daughter's, like, teasing him and poking his belly and shit. Like, hey, fatty. It's like, dude, like, you're going to get yours. Well, even that, when the when the kid walks in in the morning before she does her Brando off with him, the mom's just like, what? Did, she makes a fucking joke about, uh, you know, my dad, you always made me prove my love to you in the back of a car. It's like. Your maybe 12-year-old daughter's right there. Great. Right there. And then we find out after that she's just watching The Godfather all the time. I was like, this is not a proper life for this 10-year-old. What is this house? What is this life? Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I was just proving my love to your father in a Camaro back when he could fit in a Camaro, fatty. And then she's like, click, 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 click. The graph says you're a loser. And she's like, yeah, Dad, and you're a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder I would have been shoving pie in all their yeah, face. Get out like like Uncle June and Sopranos. I, told you, I would have been slamming he's, pie. He's consuming all their heat. He's consuming consuming all their hate and eating all the food. So as soon as he starts losing all the weight is when he becomes like truly mean and shitty to everyone. Like him being a bastard and a fat guy was yeah. the greatest time of any of their lives. And as soon as he became thin, it became problematic. Well Yeah, I mean that's true. Do, I would say people that are way too skinny are usually more pricks because they don't eat food and they have no comforts True. in their we life. Do that. Like if someone's not there to admire their abs, like they don't have anything left to do, Fair. I guess. It's like, oh, no, can I, no, what do, do I you, do? Like, I do you want to know food. what the budget for this movie was? Can you guess what the budget for this movie was? I mean, if you told me like $80 million, I'd be like, yeah, that tracks. It's not $80 million. <laughs> I know. I was, I was hoping you would say it was something astronomically I mean, stupid. Let's say $10 million. $17 million. <laughs> 17 million that's what dollars. I'm saying. almost 20 million dollars to make this movie <laughs> oh my god i almost did a sanford and son like this. Oh. <laughs> jesus h christ i i mean i'm not like an expert producer but that feels like too much <laughs> i gotta say it <laughs> that feels like too I'm much i'm being honest i'm not sure i saw it all on the screen <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, were those real dogs they murdered? Like, what did they spend that money It was all the ASPCA money. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. God damn. You know what? I just thought of another weird thing I was going to bring up. I like that uh, scene in the locker room from hell at the oh golf club. Oh, my God, yeah. What a weird – do you remember when the fucking guy, the doctor who's fucking his wife, because he gets on the scale, also is like – as an overweight guy myself, we don't I get, on the, get on the scale that often. We Ever. know what it's going to say. F-A-T, yeah, fat. We know. Like, I, I don't want to know if I'm a little bit fatter yeah. or not, right? The only time I ever get on the scale is when I eat a salad or exercise. And I'm like, that'll knock off like seven, eight. <laughs> and I get on the next day and I'm like, fuck! And I never look never. again, right? Until I accidentally exercise or eat a salad again. But the doctor runs up as he's weighing himself in a towel and pulls his towel off and he's like oh a couple more pounds you might be able to see your balls without a meal and they're all just, just fucking, fucking going after him, him dude <laughs> and then you find out the guy who did that locker room talk is fucking yeah. his wife look man 
And that's what I mean. The test audiences were yeah. right. You can't end the movie without that guy getting Being pie. Being a fat guy, I got to tell you, is very annoying. Like, he deserves all the all the people except for Billy. I mean, Billy deserves it too, but Jesus, they all deserve bad stuff. Also, I was like, well, first off, I'm like, I've played golf before. I'm not showering with my golf no. bros. I would also be like, if you weigh 280 pounds, don't wear a fucking Cosby sweater to play no, golf. Wrong. Like, what kind of fucking weird... Rich, oh man, this movie is. I mean, it, it is perfection, it is. in a way, right? Because there, there is a. This movie reminds me of a, when Jeff Goldblum's talking about chaos theory in Jurassic mm -hmm. Park, and you're like, the the water drop just never runs the way I think it will down my porous hand, and, and I love it for that. Like even the thing right when the guy's like, "Hey, fat boy who just walked up the stairs and is like comically sweating." Take this quarter down there and ask to see her pussy or whatever. And she turns around like she can hear as she's doing some form of slingshot exhibition. And as he comes down, she pulls a magic quarter out yep. of her ear, lifts her skirt up, and then flips him off. And I was like, so, so she has mystical powers, still gives him yeah. what he wants without a quarter unless she magic that quarter out of his pocket. But he and still it's got just what like, he wanted. But that's one of those great she things. Learns no lessons. They just do that. They just do that in the movie and throw that yeah. shit away. That's the thinner thing is like, let's just show something insanely weird that has huge implications like magic. Out. Throw it out. 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 Like, here's the thing I thought to myself. How many fucking kill words does this guy have? Probably a lot. Like, let's say, what if the what if this was like uh, the Lincoln lawyer or whatever and it was McConaughey? What does he say to him? Like, crunches. Baldness. Right? Like, what? what's the curse for, like, a hot, ripped vet lawyer? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if he's in the Pelican Brief, what does he say to, like, T. Cruz or whatever? Smaller. You know? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> he says Xenu. <laughs> Tom Cruise starts in the morning. <laughs> so Tom Cruise turns into an alien who screams about COVID protocols. <laughs> I would love yeah, that Actually, movie that's too. a movie I'd watch. But that's what I mean. I have a feeling... I don't know if you agree with this, but I was like, finding out the budget was a fucking gargantuan $17 million, which feels like a Spiro Agnew like, fucking illegal money embezzling project. Right? So <laughs> there was no way they were not planning on making the sequel with uh, the daughter versus the mafia. Ooh, yeah. And I was like, what kind of mafia kill Gabagool? <laughs> like, like Gabagool. what are the mafia curse words? Can you just say anything? I don't think so. I mean, it's got to be a, I don't know. It's got to be. Like, is there a scene where there's a guy who's like, I run the hoolas for the mafia. And she just goes, pussy. And, and next thing you know, he just gets fucking, fucking murdered. Whacked. It's like a scene where like, uh, what's that scene in the Meg when the octopus like <laughs> suctions onto the submarine? That's just him with all of his prostitutes in the brothel. And it's just. <laughs> And he just gets murdered by vaginas. I still don't know what... I really want to know what the sheriff's word was. Well, it's weird that the judges was lizard. Thinner, thinner lizard, and, I don't know, acne or that pig makes man or no something. sense. Well, that's the thing, right? Because she calls him a pig because he's fat. I was like, call the cop right. a pig. Call the mayor racist and have him get, like, murdered by other whites that don't trust him. That'd be a pretty fitting ending for a racist old judge, right. right? And then, yeah, Thinner is perfect for the fat guy. And it's a horrifying, brilliant concept, right? It's one of those classic Stephen King. You're like, all of his stories, right? Whether I feel like you like Stephen King or not, 
Because a lot of people on Goodreads and literary critics and shit, they love to take shots at, you know, Stephen King. His, like, those premises are just awesome. And he usually delivers pretty interesting characters, if, you know, not necessarily good right. people. But interesting characters to follow along the ride. This is a great premise. And it, I mean... And it led to not body horror at all, but this weird fucking <laughs> you know, guy who wants to have revenge on his wife movie. And But that's kind of the magic of this yeah. movie, right? There's a chaos in... I don't look at it as a curse of the film. <laughs> Where it's like, if this movie was super streamlined and like well-crafted across the board and he didn't look like he was wearing a fat suit the whole movie, I'm I don't know sure if it has it the same charm. It's entertaining. Yeah. Like, it's entertaining know. because it has this, like, odd charm of almost. It's like this odd charm of almost being terrifying. That's the way I'd put it. It has this, like, we, like, there's aspects of it that are like, holy shit, that's creepy. But yeah. it's almost scary. That's always my thing. It's like, it's almost there. And then, like, some insane thing happens that you're like, not scary anymore, like at all. Well, and this is this movie is just a classic throwback to when you could make a movie. Like if you made this movie now, you would so quadruple down on what's the symbolism of him melting? What's the art house horrifying? The horror movies today, I feel like they go so far to yeah. that end, right? We have to double down on the symbolisms and everything, make it so fucking brutal. This is a weird movie where this is body horror. This is a man who's cursed to eat himself from the inside out, right? No matter how much he becomes a glutton, he can't stop himself from rotting away, right? And they don't even worry about that. Right? <laughs> like, it would be like, hey, we have a movie called, uh, you know, World War II. And then we just watch people, like, smoke cigarettes in front of a French cafe. Right. Right. Like they just—they're—they're they're so not We've worried all seen about. We have to, We know how that goes. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, we don't have to hammer you with like eighteen, you know, million scenes of him being horrified of his body. You want Italian Rambo, right? Like you want these other fucking bits that are insane. <laughs> <laughs> what a movie! Oh, thinner. I—I just—I miss this kind of. I miss this. There's kind a of level like, of schlock that needs that's. It's a it's hodgepodge. Missed. It's definitely missed. Yeah, my mom used to make this scrapbooks, and she had this shit hodgepodge, right? You put it all over the page so you could stick all this stupid shit together to, like, collage or whatever. Hodgepodge. That's what this movie made me think of. They're just like, ah, throw it in there. <laughs> right? And it it just it still works. It's still super fucking fun and weird, and I miss I, movies I miss like movies this. like this, too. This level of schlock is long forgotten. <laughs> That's it, guys. For thinner, may we all survive the curse of the white men in towns this 2020. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, next movie we have on the way for you for our New Year's resolution. Uh, about time. So this is a really awesome. I'm really excited, I'm to, talk excited about to talk about time. This, this is one of my wife's favorite films of all time. I fucking love about time. Uh, we also have a special guest coming on with an, another awesome New Year's resolution movie. Um, we'll be hopefully you'll be hearing that before you know it. As always, guys, take a second, leave a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube Film Alchemist. Find us on social media. Email the show filmalchemistpod at gmail dot com. Uh, so excited to kick off twenty twenty one, guys. Let's make it a big year for the Film Alchemist. I'm, I'm Josh Alex Griffey. Dandino. 